Let's do it, dude. Let's just do it raw, baby. Let's go in. <laughs> All right. Well, everyone, welcome to the Soul Food for Thought podcast. And today I'm very excited to bring you Ben Harris. Um, so Ben, thank you for being here. Very excited to have you. I've been really, um, I've been looking forward to this conversation. And so today, man, I mean, obviously we're just going to kind of riff here. I mean, I have questions for you, but I mean, I think we can get really deep into fear. Um, yeah, baby. Dude, Nick, thanks for having me, man. Like, um, I appreciate it. I love, uh, seriously, I do really love the podcast name, Soul Food for Thought. Like, that's dope. Um, is there, is there like a hip hop album called that? Like, an, if not, there should be. <laughs> I'm not sure, man, but. It should be like a Lupe Fiasco, like, or like some conscious Southern rapper. I don't know. But anyway, <laughs> we're reporting live. You're in the dorm room. I'm, you yes, can sir. see my sink in the background. This is legit, dude. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> um well yeah man so i want to start off with just an intro question and ask you why do you do what you do yeah dude i so for me as a kid i've always growing up like i've wanted to do something great you know quote unquote like i've wanted to help people it's always brought me great joy and just like there really is no better feeling like seeing someone smile because of you or see someone change their life, whatever that means because of you. Right. And so really like that really is like what I do, why I've gone down this road, but a lot of it isn't even me. So a lot of things have been like unfolding to me, you know, divinely as far as why I do what I do. And so now I've seen, you know, we'll delve in today about fear. And so I've been able to see the transformations with fear specifically. I'm like, Oh, okay. Like, this is why I'm here. So I really, like Nick, I still don't know. I'm starting just to begin and understand why I'm here as far as like the work that I'm doing and contributing to. Like, it's not all me. Like, yes, my education, my experiences have like stacked up on each other to lead me to here. But a lot of it isn't like, I couldn't have guessed that, you know, we're going to talk about how, you know, partial or part of today, how fear is medicine. That, Cause that's my belief. And that's just like a new belief over the past three, four months, just cause I've seen like, whoa, like, like once you look, once you face, once you lean into that fear, it's, it becomes completely freeing and you can like love yourself truly and become who you want to be in any aspect. So that's what I do, what I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> that's awesome, man. Thank you for that. And mm -hmm. that definitely hits for me because Lately I've had a lately I've had an interesting relationship with fear. Like lately it's been harder for me to actually determine and to be able to discern what is actually a fear and what is not. And I find that so often my mind will literally I mean just the rationalization it's crazy how my mind can make it seem like I'm actually not scared of something and I, and that I'd rather just not do it just cuz it's like a preference or something like that, you know what I mean? but it's actually a fear. <laughs> mm -hmm. I love that. So like, what are, what's an example? <laughs> <laughs> the, ch the chuckle, the nervous chuckle. Let's go. Yeah, exactly. So to get just like, I mean, I get, I guess, you know, soul food for soul food for thought. Mm. We'll just get deep. I mean, dude, so really all my life, you know, there definitely came a point where I realized that 
you know, I'm not exactly like everyone else. Uh-huh. Um, just in the sense that, you know, like there, there are certain things that I'm passionate about, certain things that I like to talk about, um, certain, you know, people, I guess that perhaps I mesh with better just because I'm, you know, I'm more similar to them. And really, I mean, lately I've had to come to the conclusion that because it's very easy for me to make the unconscious decision or maybe even the conscious decision of saying, I'm only going to hang out with people that I vibe with because that's what's comfortable and that's what's going to make me happy. But I had to realize that it's actually a bit of fear. It's actually a bit of fear of rejection and abandonment. Um, and perhaps, yeah, surely that came from, you know, childhood wounds and things like that. But, you know, just because, you know, someone may not be exactly like me does not mean that I cannot have a good time and be able to connect with people. And so I've really had to pay attention to just like that calling because, because I, I, I would be so inclined to to just not, to just shy away from experiences mm. that I didn't think would serve me, if that makes sense. But I don't know, lately I've just realized that it's really just about expansion. So like something that I read off of your Instagram, it says, there are two things, there are two things that mm -hmm. I get from your Instagram. First one was that fear shows you your next level of freedom. Mm -hmm. And two, how much joy are you willing to lose? Mm hmm you watched that video yeah <laughs> so yeah that's interesting that response to that video mm -hmm. some people loved it and some people were like what are you doing i'm like it's not meant to be like political it's like to inspire you like whatever you want to use that for like be brave like that's what it's for is like don't be silent like lean into your fear whatever that means to you mm -hmm. yeah and so i've just had to um to deal with those, with those things within me. It's like, I'm here to connect with all people mm -hmm. and to be in love with all people. And I had to just kind of put my mind's preferences aside and see that actual opportunity for expansion into the unknown. I love that dude. So is it, so these, um, you know, only be, only go as deeply personal as you want to. So are these people like these relationships that you get along with, are they like, give me like more context, like, are, like, are you afraid of rejection from them or what other people will think if you're hanging out with them? Um, my inner child is definitely, it's just rejection in general because there's so much acting going on, right? There's so much, there's so much acting and all these different subtle, you know, subtle masks that we're wearing mm -hmm. and yeah they, i mean you're in the prime yeah. of it too right i mean yeah. we all do it like all humans do it like it's not just in college right it's all the freaking time but dude i just want to give you major props because are you 21 or 22 21 you're 21 dude for you to recognize that already um is awesome for you to even not just the mask thing i'm talking about like feeling fear as far as just recognizing the awareness of how it's motivating or incentivizing is really cool. Mm -hmm. 
Yeah, man. It's like, thank you. Um, but it's just like the inner child feels that he has to, first of all, fears that he's not enough. And that since he's not enough, he has to stretch and extend himself in all of these ways that is not natural in order to create some sort of archetype or character that will be accepted. Mm. And so that's kind of just where all the discomfort lies is in like, because my, my inner child would rather be like, you know, would prefer to just be around people who are very similar to him. So, you know, that freedom of expression can kind of just come naturally. Mm-hmm. Um, but in some other situations, obviously it's a bit more challenging. So, so is it, <clears throat> so like in like this conversation with me and you or the other cool guests, is that like what you're like fearing kind of? Uh, how so? So I'm just, I don't know. So I'm, I'm trying to, I'm trying to discern how deep you want to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so like, what is like a very specific example of like your fear of a bad or rejection or abandonment that you fear? Like just one small specific example. Hmm. I mean, I'm, I, I'm not sure if I could identify it. I mean, it's just the general fear of, I'd say perhaps I could connect it to a mother wound. Mm-hmm. Um, just the fear of, so I had, so I had, I had a, a single mother growing up. Mm-hmm. Um, my father was also in my life as well, but they were separated. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when I was with my mom and she had to like go to work or something, or she had to drop me off somewhere, whatever, I, I suppose there was just this attachment I had to her. And then once I felt abandoned, I was like, okay, I can't, I don't know, <laughs> my psyche or whatever had to adjust accordingly. Um, and, and who were you? So who were you abandoned by? Who did you feel abandoned by? Perhaps my mother. Because she dropped you off at school? <laughs> no, because, um, so actually what had to happen is that um, eventually there came a point where she had to like start leaving me at the house alone. And mm. I didn't want to do that. Whether she had to go to work or like get her hair done or whatever it may be, she had to leave me at the house alone. And that just like freaked me out. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. I don't know, maybe I was like seven, maybe eight, but it just freaked me out. And I'm still perhaps realizing the full impact of just that. I'm not saying that, you know, it's all my mother's fault. I mean, she was trying her best. She oh, for sure. The best, but um, yeah, it's just super interesting how, you know, today, just the, and I, and I think it's something that everyone struggles with to some extent is just the general fear of rejection and the fear of abandonment. I feel like they kind of go hand in hand. And for sure, dude. So when you were, so were you fearing, like, were you afraid? Because I remember when I was a kid, like, I legit cried because I was scared my mom was going to die in a car accident. Were you more of like that or, or more of like that she's never coming back? Like, were you afraid for her and or you? Both. Yeah. That's actually super interesting. You said that it was like the same thing. Like I feared that she would never come back. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Right. And so like, that's just completely normal as, as a kid. And I think like we're both sensitive humans. So I think that's like part of it too. And so 
Yeah, dude, it's yeah, and and it makes sense. I mean, and you're definitely, you know, well off into this whole realm of like inner child and awareness and like learning from your fears and everything. I mean, because and you're intellectual, like right now, you know, that's like obviously silly, but seven, eight year old you doesn't think it's silly, mm-hmm. right? And so for you to like calm, calm little Nick, right, and tell him like it's okay, because like rejection, right, is it it really it's it's a fear that's deep and it usually comes from like we have a wound of you know a perception of being rejected you know obviously your mother like you have to go get your hair done you're gonna go to the grocery store so like no matter if you're the perfect parent there's gonna be some type of wounding for the kid Mm -hmm. so like with rejection right? It's, it's this feeling that you perceive as, as rejection. And then a lot of the time we avoid feeling that feeling it's right. And so we avoid feeling that feeling of rejection. Like seriously, there's a lot of people, there's some that have multiple moments or memories built on each other, but a lot of us have that like initial memory that builds that. Right. And when you become aware of that, you're like, wait, I'm really, like afraid of rejection because I was afraid that my mom was never going to come home, you know? And it's, it sounds silly, but to, yeah, to like, to comfort that person, to comfort that little Nick, you know? And then when you fear rejection, you can literally just talk to yourself and just tell yourself like, I'm safe, you know? And like, I'm going to do this because of what you brought up as far as like how much joy am I willing to lose? Like, I love that question because it puts it in perspective of like, what, what do I do if I don't do this? A lot of people think of the worst case scenario, like, Oh, but what if I do this? And then this happens, you know, what if I go and talk to that person and then they absolutely just make me feel like crap, you know? Um, And so they think of the worst case scenario if they do do it, but I like to think of what happens if I don't do it. So if I don't go talk to that person, absolutely nothing happens. So with rejection, we often reject ourselves before anyone else can reject us. So the thing about fears is doing exactly what you don't want it to do. So you think you're protecting yourself by not getting rejected, but therefore you're actually rejecting yourself. So it's just a big mind F. (laughs) It seriously is. It seriously is because it feels like sometimes to me that, that like, honestly, the fear is just, it's everywhere. It's like in every decision, it's on every, yeah every wavelength like it's just like everywhere and i feel like sometimes it's kind of just like making a trade-off and saying okay like who do i want to become and what do i want yes. to experience mm-hmm. i love that yeah um yeah dude before i hijacked your interview what questions were you gonna ask <laughs> <laughs> oh man I, I, I like where we went um so in regards to actually feeling into that fear, I want to hear what your thoughts are about that. About just how to feel it? Yeah, about how to, because I feel like often there are, um, you know, the mind has a tendency to kind of just like intellectualize it and to build all these structures around it and try to like mm-hmm. figure it out. But I feel like it's really just about feeling it. And so how can we actually feel it to the fullest extent mm-hmm. so that we can actually shed those layers of fear off of us. 
I like that, dude. So I think, I mean, there's different levels and there's different levels of like progress for everyone, right? Because um, some people, like I have a client um, who they have severe like medical phobias. And so like, you can't just like, I mean, yeah, you might be able to get like hypnotized and that stuff, right? But if you're like, I'm not hypnotizing people. So, but just like working through like the psychology and like the emotional wounding and like the whole fear of it and all that fun stuff is like, that's not just going to be a snap and then it like disappears. But why I, why I'm bringing this up is because there's different, like I use the word manipulate, uh, like, or intellectual, like, I, what did you say? Intellectual, what over the fear? There are like these, just structures that we kind of structures. It's, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> no, like, it makes like sense. obviously our mind will do everything possible to avoid the direct yeah. counter with that. <laughs> avoid feeling. Mm -hmm. So I'll give us, see, I'm overcomplicating it. I'll give a simple answer. So make sure I come back to the simple answer. But what this client is, she has created structures that have actually benefited her. So why I'm saying this is because it's not necessarily wrong because that could be a level, right? So like you could literally like some, let's, this is an example. Like if you are afraid of like not sleeping well, you might like bring pills with you, right? Like to help you sleep like melatonin or to me a more beneficial op option like magnesium, you know? to help you sleep, even if you don't necessarily need it. So it's almost like that comfort, right? It's almost like that safety blanket of just in case I need this, even if you don't use it, technically what your mind is doing, right? It's building a structure to help you feel safe. So you're still not directly feeling the fear, but at the same time, that's not bad. And that could be mm -hmm. still beneficial for you. So I bring, yeah. So I'm like, cause it could be just like easing yourself into it while you like, you know, toe in. But as far as just like, how do I just feel it? So, I mean, fear is, you know, it's adrenaline, it's cortisol, it's, it's a chemical in our brain. So how we feel it is by just normalizing it and knowing like what it's there for. So fear is, you know, evolutionary speaking, it's meant to keep us alive. So like literally, right. That's sometimes why you feel like you're going to die. And like, it's, it is over-exaggerating, but we do often say that like, oh my gosh, I'm going to die. But that's sometimes how it feels because that's what the signals are in your body is fear is meant to keep you alive of there's a predator. Okay. I need to fight, flight, or freeze. So your body goes into this state to literally just keep you alive for the species sake. So you can repopulate, you know what I mean? So that's what fear literally is. But nowadays, right? It's we don't have that. We don't have those threats. Our threats are losing social media followers. And I say that lightly, but that's real. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so it's, and so your mind is still looking out for threats. So your mind literally as back in the day, thousands of years ago was looking for situations to kill you. It's still looking at that. You have to remember that evolution works very slowly but our species has adapted and transformed so quickly. Like literally a hundred years ago, um, it's vastly different. Even just like modern plumbing, I think was like just barely beginning 
just barely beginning to get into the majority of homes 100 years ago, something like that, right? So if you think of that, which we just take for granted, and like our kids, like social media, the internet, whatever those things are just going to be normal. Like Facebook was 12 years ago, you know, like that's, or 13 years ago, like that's just so fast and it's so normal. So our minds can't catch up to it. So we are still looking for things that are going to kill us. So it's just looking for absolutely everything wrong. Like your brain is literally trained to look for every, absolutely anything that is wrong. So to just comfort and have that dialogue with your brain of like, thank you, fear, you know, like, thank you for literally protecting me. Like, I understand you are doing exactly what you're built to do. Like, seriously, tell yourself, like, I recognize you are doing the exact thing you're built for and you're doing an amazing job. In fact, maybe too good. And so and then like having the mantra with you of like, thank you. And I'm safe. Right. Um, there's no things that are going to kill me. Take some deep breaths, focus on some things that are going right or that are working out right to kind of normalize it. Um, and this, I mean, goes even, even to like, I was brought up to on, only think positively, right. Which is very well-intentioned to just think positive, think positive, think positive. But what that does for me, I've had to learn how to feel other emotions like sadness or anxiety or just disappointment, whatever it is. And it's literally just like feeling it, like asking, what is this emotion here to teach me? What does this feel like? And then also knowing that you are not your emotions, like you're literally not your thoughts. Depending on your spirituality, like to me, my presence, my spirit, my being is not like literally, this flesh, this body is just a vessel. So the brain is having the feelings and having the thoughts. I'm not. So not to personalize it of like, like this is like these thoughts or feelings are out to get me. Like this doesn't mean I'm a bad human. This doesn't mean I'm um, dysfunctional or malfunctioning. If anything, it means you are functioning exactly correct. So those are a bunch of just different strategies and tips to feel the fear. And I think the, the breath is um, perhaps something that's overlooked. And it's definitely something mm-hmm. that I need to work on a ton more. <laughs> but um, And the, bre- the breath out, dude. So even more, that's because um, what we usually do is when we take a deep breath, it's like you like bring up your shoulders, which is actually puts you more in a stressful state, what people don't think about. Because like, what, what do you do when someone scares you? <gasps> like you gasp. And then your shoulders are up and you're tense, right? That's like that fight or flight. Um, And so it's like when breathing out, so elongate your um, out breaths is really important. And I actually experienced this firsthand yesterday. I haven't gone mountain biking in well over 10 years. And my friend brought me on this trail. Dude, it was like, it was so fun, but honestly, it is terrifying. Like, cause you're, dude, like when you're, going down this mountain, you're just cruising, who knows, like probably me, you know, maybe 15 or 20 miles per hour. But then there's just rocks and turns and you don't necessarily know what, what's up ahead. But I had this really cool experience yesterday where I felt the most calm when I was breathing out. Because we're usually holding our breath, a lot of people don't even realize realizing that. And so I had a firsthand experience of like, I was able to take on the, the steepest hills and turns and most rocky points. Like I was my most calm and centered when I was like breathing out during it. Yeah. So that's actually, that's interesting that you said that 
because what I've noticed is that, okay, like, yes, I do understand the benefits of conscious breathing, mm-hmm. you know, taking the full breath in and then elongating the exhale. However, what I have noticed is that in certain states and certain psycho spiritual states, <laughs> it's 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 interesting because I don't have to consciously focus on my breath at all, and I feel completely relaxed. Cool. And so that is kind of where I'm trying to determine where to draw the line because I can say like, yes, I want to be present, right? But if I am, I feel like if I'm always like trying to focus on the breath, that in and of itself is removing me from the present. (laughs) Yeah. So I'm curious, like what your thoughts are about that? Because I mean, I don't know. It's like, sometimes I will just like, I'll just be super relaxed and I don't have to focus on the breath at all. And I'm feeling, and I'm just naturally feeling through all of the fear and all of the mm-hmm. thought patterns and all of these things. Yeah. So, I mean, I'd be curious. So I think most people will just benefit, just gen- genuinely benefit from just focusing on breath because a lot of us don't. And so like, you don't have to meditate. You could literally just take five deep breaths a day, which you could do that in the shower. You could do that in your car. You could take 30 seconds to do it, you know, but for you specifically, um, I wonder if, because you're definitely a high achiever. So I wonder if you feel it, if you're wondering that you have to breathe correctly. Yeah, it definitely is. It's almost a, hmm. Like, am I doing this right? Or am I like, am I breathing right? That's actually a big one. Is that, am I breathing correctly? (laughs) Sometimes I don't think I'm breathing correctly at all. (laughs) I probably not like probably 99% of the time. I think I'm, I'm not breathing correctly. Yeah, right. And so I think for you to release that, that's part of it is like, so like, Nick, like, if you were to look, like, found foundationally, fundamentally, like, is there a wrong way to breathe? So like, and you can only reply yes or no. So and then maybe it's not ideal, maybe it's not best for your health. Maybe it's not best for your vitality or whatever. But like, is there fundamentally, like foundationally, does it mean that you suck as a human if you're not breathing a certain way? And that's an interesting question. I would say no, <laughs> because I mean, because I mean, that, that's, yeah, that's right. That's what I was thinking about. It's like, okay, I see all of these facts out here about how to breathe and you yeah. know, yada, yada, yada. But at the same time, everyone's truth is completely different. Yeah. And so what works for one person may not be the case for someone else. And so that is a direction that I went with that. Yeah. So, I mean, right. It's like, you can take the best advice, like it's there for a reason, you know, like there's definitely a lot of smart people, a lot of science to back it up. But like, if someone never practices breath work, it's like, Hey, you're still not essentially like you're still breathing. You know what I mean? So it's like, so it's still never wrong and it's never incorrect. And that's, and so to release that fear or that judgment of like doing it correctly of just like, if you just like, just embody it and like, even just focusing on like feeling the breath and no matter how it changes, no matter if it's a shortness of breath, um, just like 
to me, we, we don't even focus on like feeling the breath, like actually like feeling it go into your body, like feeling it go into your lungs. Like that might be able to help too. Of like literally just like feel it. Mm-hmm. Just breathe. Yeah. And just feeling into the body in totality. Mm-hmm. Because I mean, embodiment is definitely something that I've been focusing on. Cool. You know, a lot lately. It's because I mean, whenever we're in a, whenever we're in fear, we're completely disconnected from our body. Yes. At least for me, I I have noticed that every single good thing that happens in my life happens whenever I'm embodied and just fully in Mm. my body. And it's an, and it's, it's an, an unmistakable feeling. Yeah, dude. I mean, that completely makes sense, right? Like fear is very real and so it's not going anywhere and i think that's another misconception is that we think fear is just like oh like i'm trying to get rid of it it's like no you don't get rid of it you learn how to overcome it or manage it and regulate it it's like literally saying i don't want to feel sad anymore i don't want to feel disappointment anymore it literally be saying i don't want to breathe anymore because it's part of your brain right and so maybe you learn how to like feel it quicker and like transition through it quicker or differently you evolve through it but and so I think that's part of just like, even just what you said to like, remember that point. Mm-hmm. I like what you said about it's a part of your brain. Literally. Because even I, I overlooked that. Um, and so, right. And so like, but going to that next level of being embodied, part of that is feeling the fear, right. Of like knowing that it's like feeling it and then you're moving forward anyway. Right. And it goes back to like fear reveals your next level of freedom. So it's recognizing fear is like a compass, right? It's literally showing me here's what I care the most about. And so moving into that because you really want that thing. You really know that that's what you're called to do. And so really, right, fear can be an exciting thing. And fear and excitement are technically the same chemicals in your body. So it's really one in the same. It's just how you perceive it or quote unquote, how we talked about earlier, like manipulate it. Cause with people don't know is that we are manipulating ourselves all the time. Like whether you are aware of it or not, you are constantly manipulating yourself. You're telling yourself a story because that's how our brain makes sense of things. You know, if a girl doesn't text me back, Oh, she hates me. She saw another dude or she's in a car accident, you know, Literally, all those thoughts are going through your mind to make sense of things. So it's just, your brain is going to do it. And it's just like, so like, I think that's also very freeing if you stop trying to get rid of it. And that's part of maybe even going back to the breath, right? Of like, I'm going to stop doing, trying to do it like exactly correctly. And I'm just going to like breathe. That's super interesting what you said about, you know, excitement and anxiety having the same the same signature within the body. Yeah. And I mean, if you think about it, it is the same feeling, just a different tone a different interpretation. Yeah, exactly. A different interpretation. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it goes to show that a lot, or at least I want to say a lot of the time, but I mean, I honestly want to say all of the time. Um, but obviously I can't speak for everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, the fear is, so like, yes, there are these things in my life that I want. And I know that whether it's conscious or unconscious, there are these things that yes. I want. And 
I mean, in my life, it seems like the fear is always pointing me into that direction. And for some reason, I'm just not really aware or paying attention of like where it's trying to take me. Mm. Because we're so involved into what's comfortable already. True. Mm. Yeah, so that's, that's funny, right? I'm not sure when this will come out, but my post for Instagram tonight, it says... What is the graphic? Let me look real quick so I don't. So it says, we fear our own freedom because we don't know what freedom feels like. Interesting. Right? So if you just sit on that, like it's part of the unknown. So we become so used to kind of what you said, whether it's conscious or subconscious, like even physiological needs, right? Is That is unconscious, like like hunger, it just happens. It's not like we say, okay, I'm going to be hungry then, you know, like we kind of do now, but like, as far as like a body level, like we don't do that. And so there's needs that we are, like we don't want to think about or have to think about, but we literally are afraid of these things because we've become so used to the current state of affairs. So, um, and so there might be unconscious validation, love, um, attention that you're getting. So, like it could, and it works on either end of the spectrum. So let's say you're super successful at your job. And so like your husband, your uh, father, like you have three kids and a lot of what you get recognized for is taking care of the family of like your success, your money, you are the CEO or some something of your job. Right. And so you get a lot of validation from that. Um, and so what your fear is, is like, well, what if I lose money? Or what if I don't have this job anymore? And so you, a lot of the time, unconsciously are finding ways to relive this story so you don't have to think about that. Even let's say you hate your job, right? Like you hate your job or you hate how much you work, you stay in it. And I get it, yes, you gotta take care of your family, but let's say you have like even $300,000 in savings, you still are gonna stay there because you're afraid of what will happen if like you stop living this identity. And so like, even technically, like you'll totally be fine. Like you really are going to be fine. That fear literally like you're lying to yourself. And I have seen that on the opposite end of the spectrum of like, if you're not as successful as you want to be. And so sometimes you get cared for and babied. Um, for not being as successful as you want like oh like hey good try like we still love you that's not like again it's not bad or wrong none of it is but it's how it's just it's fascinating like how our psychology works and so you'll keep reliving that story so you get validated in that way so because if you go outside that story if you change that belief that paradigm you're afraid of will i still get attention will i still get sympathy and this happens with people with physical sickness. Like if I don't have cancer anymore, are people still going to love and care about me? Cause I've gotten more attention than I ever have before, you know? So there's so many different things of literally when the other option, right. Is like being healthy or being more successful or being more fulfilled. We literally are sabotaging ourselves because we're afraid of like what we think is going to happen but we're afraid of something that hasn't happened yet. Yeah, that's super interesting. And I want to talk yeah, about it is. And I want to talk about um you quitting your job. 
because I feel like that relates. But the way that I think about it is like kind of piggybacking off of what you said is that I picture I picture us being in a prison. Mm-hmm. So like imagine someone in a prison cell and they've been living there for 15 years. Mm-hmm. Past a certain point, they get comfortable in that prison cell. Correct. And to them, you know, there's freedom. There's a good, there's a good amount of freedom in there. Like, you know, most of their needs perhaps are, are being met and they're comfortable where they are. However, someone, nice else, metaphor, someone else looking into the prison and into that prison cell is like, no, like you are not free at all. Mm-hmm. Um, and perhaps that person in the prison cell, you know, can see outside of the cell and they're like, hmm, like, you know, perhaps there is more out there, but you know, the mind of that person's like, no, like, you know, this well, is you a- know what you're getting. So you, so like you literally get comfortable with misery and like misery is, could be an air quotes, right. As far as like, that's different, but I love this metaphor dude. Like, I'm going to take this from you. So thank you. Like, and because even when people get out of prison, I don't know the statistic, I'm going to look it up, but a lot of people go back, right? Like they can like intentionally or unintentionally or subconsciously commit crimes to go back to that. Cause a lot of their time, their life is again, quote unquote, good, whatever that, you know, perception or subjectivity is for them. Right. And so they'll go back into the prison system. So that's interesting. Dude. I'm going to definitely going to bring that. Cause that is like a metaphor of like other people looking in and like, what the hell are you doing? But to you, it's comfortable because you get to work out. You get to learn a lot. You know, it's like you are with people, you have a community. And again, it depends like what prison system for sure. Like you get to go to church once a week. You have, dude, like um, some people come in and try and like talk to you to inspire you. Um, And again, I'm not saying like prison is a good thing because there's a lot of different um, reform that needs to happen. But that is just an interesting metaphor. So I'm going to, I'm going to reflect on that. Thank you, sir. Yeah, of course. Um, so yeah, I want to hear about, you know, um, the process of you, you know, deciding that, you know, it was best to quit your job because obviously that's no, you know, that's no easy decision. Um, you know, you were, mm-hmm. you were making a very good living for yourself. Yeah. Um, and you just, and you decided to go into a completely different direction. So I want to hear about that. Yeah. Cause again, dude, it goes back to the question of what you brought up of like, how much joy am I willing to lose? And like, fortunately to me, dude, like I've never been like the type of person. I just don't want to live like with regret, like, um, and I'm not afraid of like losing or failing. And I'm maybe not afraid is not the right word, but heavily less afraid than other people. Um, cause I don't want to say there's zero fear cause that's false. Um, but it's like, to me, I just have no interest in one. Like, I don't want to wonder. Like, I don't want to wonder, like, what would, what would it be like? Or if this happened, you know? And so, like, to me, when I talk about fear and failure, like, it means nothing if I don't succeed. Right? And so, a lot of pe- people put stipulations on these things of, well, if I leave and I don't make money within a year, then I failed. Or if I leave and it doesn't work out, what will people think of me? Will I just be like exiled from society? It's like, no, you're still fully worthy. And if anything, you just like, you should acknowledge and celebrate yourself that you just did this incredibly scary thing. 
right? And it's now you have a bunch of lessons and experience to help you in the next time that you do it, right? But it, honestly, it traumatizes some people. Like, I mean, I know people, man, that like have put it all on the line, like living off like beans and rice, literally, and being on the verge of suicide. So they're scared of going to that place again. And again, it's nothing wrong with that. So that could be best for you because you want to live in a safe space. But it's also like you don't necessarily have to quit your job either. You know, maybe you work part time, maybe you just change your job. So there's not this like extreme ends or mutually exclusive truths. Like you can form your thing, whatever, how you want to, you know? And so like you can do it in a more comfortable way. Mm -hmm. Were you going to say something before I go into my personal journey? You're just asking good questions, dude. Get me rambling. No, let's dive right into it. <laughs> so with me, so fortunately with my life, right, I've always like, I see, I'm not going to say always, but for the past, how many years, 10, 11, 10, 10 or 11 years, I've practiced scary things. Like literally I've sought after things that make me uncomfortable. Um, and so like I've built up. I guess, what do you want to say? Like the routine, the skill, just whatever, you know, um, the courage. and the, the courage. Cause that's really what it is. It's like, it's not an absence of fear, right? Like courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is feeling the fear and doing it anyway. So I've built different things in my life. So like that skill set, um, and then as far as even just like monetary systems, right. Of like one single, no mortgage, um, you know, little responsibilities. I had no debt. Um, and so like why I bring all this up, right. Is like, I structured my life in a way. So yes, I'm fortunate, but I still made the decisions to get up to this point. Right. Like, it's not just like, like, yes, I have had advantage and privilege, but yes, I've also made choices to lead me up into that point. And so like at the point that I quit, I actually made an investment of money that started to pay me passively. And so at this point I was like, okay, I have passive income. I have this much like in my 401k. I have this much savings. You know, I have no family to look after. Like if I don't do this now, there's no other perfect time. Like it's not going to get more ideal than this. So I was like, and then I also, part of it is I looked around at my bosses and it's funny, the mountain bike ride I was on with yesterday was an old boss from two years ago. Um, and, but anyway, that's just a side note. So I looked around and I was like, I don't want to be my VP. I don't want to be the CEO. So why am I here? Like, yes, they're good dudes. I love them, but I don't want to be them. And so last year I got a promotion to director, like huge income increase. I got recruited, like moved across the country. And so I had all this like income. I had a crazy promotion. And so six months in, I was like, if the money doesn't make me happy, if the title doesn't make me happy and I don't want to be my bosses, why am I doing this? And so luckily a year before that I had started this business, which looks different than it is now, by the way, like the whole fear guy and the feeling free, the whole fear thing is only as of March of 2020. So this is still brand new, but I knew that I was going towards something. So it's not necessarily that I, what I was leaving. I think a lot of people get caught up on like, oh my gosh, like what if this is the best thing? Or what if I'm making a mistake? It's like, 
it's not about what you're losing. It's about what you're gaining. It's not about what you're leaving. It's what you're going toward. Like you have to create space in your life for something new to come in. So if you want a new job, like, like you have to create space. Like there's no room in your life, whether it's a relationship, a job, anything is like, if you don't like what you have, you're not going to get something new until you're open, at least open to new possibilities or remove that thing for something else to come in. And whether it's, you want to say God, universe, whatever, like, I believe that it's literally like waiting for you to take that leap. Um, and a lot of time you won't understand why. Um, I mean, dude, in February of 2020, I, I have this video I'm going to record later or release later because I recorded this because I felt so safe and I felt trust and I felt belief and just so taken care of, but I literally had like no money coming in. So I think I had like 700 and something dollars in my bank account left. Mm-hmm. And, but I made this video because I knew at some point it's not only for me, it's for people. So like in the next couple of weeks, I'm going to release this thing of like, look, I have like, I have no idea how this is going to happen. Like I really had no idea. <laughs> but then um, uh, two months later, everything just like exploded and legit dude, I had no idea at that point, but I had complete trust and belief that somehow it was going to be shown to me, you know? And so back to the God thing, like you have to be willing to trust that. Like, is it true? Like, again, I'm just rambling, but like, do you truly believe that you know, that you know best? Like, do you know how to like create the sun? Do you know how to like make nature work? You know, like, do you know all the ins and outs of biology and like quantum physics? No, like we know nothing like seriously. And so when we think we know what's best for us, that's fear playing. And so you have to trust in like whatever you higher power powers, whatever that you believe in that have your best interest in heart. And I truly believe they're trying to give you everything. They're trying to give you the ultimate joy, the ultimate success, the ultimate love, but it's like, you're blocking it. And for you to receive it, you have to be willing to not get it. Like you have to be willing to like fall fat, fat, flat on your face. You have to be willing to be humbled. And so, and then that's when you're rewarded but you have to do it from like a pure place. I think like you can't do this because, okay, now I'm like, I'm doing this God. Okay. Like I'm ready. It's like, no, it's like, you have to like truly, and you know, the difference, like everyone in their heart knows the difference of like what that, that intention is. Yeah. Wow, dude, that was influential. (laughs) (laughs) Influential. Let's go. I mean, the way I think about it is that, because you talked about that trust that you felt and that comfort that you felt. And amidst the, the uncertainty, there was a feeling of certainty. Yes. And I feel like perhaps you were able to create that inner experience for yourself, regardless of the external circumstances. Correct. Just by facing your fear over and over and over and over and over again. And always doing what's scary, always following your heart and knowing that it's leading you in the right direction as long as you're taking that courageous action into what scares you. Exactly. Dude, well said. Because yeah, it, it really is a practice. It's not just all of a sudden I woke up and like, okay, I'm going to be the fear guy. You know what I mean? But like at the same point, like there was 
um like when i used to do music like i have we talked did we talk about that or did you look far enough back that like so i used to do i used to make like hip-hop music and like when we first started 10 11 years ago um we intentionally because we were absolutely terrified of like performing in front of people so we went downtown after utah jazz games where like downtown streets are packed and then we would literally go do things like we would say hey can we rap for you and then but i was terrified seriously i was like sweating every single time and it it really it barely got easier like it really didn't even get easier like i was terrified but i knew that it would benefit me and it did like it it highly benefited me and dude i remember like i was a 19 year old white kid from salt lake city and i put my name i entered into this rap contest and so i went to brooklyn um at 19 years old and absolutely terrified but excited and thrilled at the same time and i didn't win but it was the most like i remember seeing these like these women like jamming like in the front row and i was like oh my gosh like it's actually like they think i'm like somewhat decent you know what I mean? like, and so but like dude i was terrified like a 19 year old kid like and then you go to this i'm the youngest person there you know in this club in brooklyn where it's totally different vibe much better much more talented much more aggression you know just like so many different things but it's like if i don't if i didn't put myself in those circumstances it's like again it just is i don't want to wonder i really don't want to wonder like what it's like and like those are really like so fun some like those are fun stories like i really wish i could go back and relive that um so i forgot where i was going with that but rap stories That's <laughs> man. it's being in that inner place of trust and comfort and yes there we go it's such a powerful place to be because i mean for me you know in particular yes i have been very 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 fortunate and very blessed to um you know have a have a great upbringing Mm -hmm. um you know parents who could pay for a private education um and, and all of these things so i'm certainly blessed like beyond measure yeah but i've had these circumstances but i mean but you're doing something with it yeah that but <laughs> I know that I would be okay, even if I didn't have, even if I wasn't under these conditions. Yeah. I know that. And, and sometimes my, my parents may knock that and say like, so for example, like, like right now I'm very fortunate to be in a place where I'm following my passion in pretty much every area. I mean, like I, you know, I'm doing the podcast and something that I'm very mm -hmm. passionate about. Um, I'm also running a startup um, and that's going very well. And I'm super passionate about that as well. We've been working on it for going on four years. Um, and I mean, I'm so passionate about those things. And, you know, sometimes my parents will, will ask me, you know, or, you know, of course, like, you know, being the, the great parents that they are, they'll try to mm. kind of push me in a direction saying, okay, like you need to make sure you, you know, you have a job and like all this stuff, like yeah graduation like all that. are you the only child or what's your family dynamic uh, i have three siblings okay all younger than you or what's um 
two of them are older than me and one of them is younger. Interesting. Okay. And so it's interesting because, you know, like I said, being the good parents of the guy, they'll try to push me into these or guide me into these directions and say, okay, like you need to make sure you have a job and like all this stuff, because like, how are you going to eat after you graduate, of course? And you're like, where are you going to live? And like things like that. And obviously those are very important things to think about, but at the same time, like, I know I will be okay. Yes. No matter what, like, I will just be okay. Like I, like I don't like, I'll be okay. I love that dude. And that it really is like, it truly like how I like to say it. Like if you can like truly live in the unknown, you truly you become unstoppable, unbeatable or another way of, of to say is like living in the question. So if you can live without like a definite answer, you, your power is like, cause a lot of people need a definite answer. But the funny thing is there is no definite answer. And we've all found that right during COVID and the pandemic, it's like, dude, doctors, nurses, teachers, lawyers, every safe job has been affected. So like any definite choice that we think is making a safe, again, it's just manipulation to make you feel safe, which is again, it's a, nothing wrong with that. And if that's what you want, choose that or unconsciously choose it. <laughs> but um, like, it truly is so powerful, dude, because like I'm building, I'm about to do a group coaching course on like the fear of money and anxiety of money. And to me, financial freedom isn't about like how much money you make. It's about your relationship and psychology because so many people have um, unhealthy relationships with money, whether they make a ton of money or they make little money. And so it's that same type of thing. Like imagine yourself going to that worst case scenario. Like, like really, what are you afraid of? Like, is it truly that you are going to end up on the street? Okay, well, let's go there. What, what happens? You're still a human, right? I'm pretty sure like people listening to this, at least people I know aren't addicted to drugs. So like, they'll be fine. Like, like, yeah, my, it's obviously not ideal. And I'm not telling people to do this, but like imagining the worst case scenario and actually going there, you actually realize it's not that bad. Yeah. Because I would sweet. I'm going to go to the warmest place as a person without a home, you know, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to like, I, I'm going to think of the dopest way to make money to like be a street entertainer, you know, mm-hmm. or just like, Hey, give me money. If I do something kind, like, you know, like just things like that. So like the people listening to this, I know are of that caliber of like, like the worst case scenario isn't actually that bad. Like it really isn't like you've been okay. You've always been okay. And you always will be okay. Seriously. And so once you realize that again, like that doesn't mean we don't experience sadness and it doesn't suck and it's not extremely painful, but even those moments are still technically okay. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, and you know, even if I want to go to this level of even like suicides, like in a, and again, I'm not saying like this is okay. And it's extremely sad for us, but we don't know what's on the other side. We don't know what pain they're going through. So technically, right. is like, they're okay now. And again, I'm not saying like, please don't like reach out. Like I would love, like, if you have any pain like that, please reach out to me. Cause I do believe like this life is fully like worth living. However, I'm just saying like, even in those like absolute feel like no point of return situations, it's still, it's still okay. You know, and so when you build that belief system of like, wow, even if the worst case scenario happened, 
I can still be fine. Like, do you know who like Tom Bilyeu is? Yeah. Or like Gary Vee. I've heard them both say like, if they lost all their money, they'd be completely fine because they know how to make it back. Mm-hmm. You know, so it's developing that type of confidence and faith and belief in yourself. So and it's not even just about money, right? It's there's a lot of the, the love and validation acceptance of that. So and that's part of like the relationship with money is like detaching that like, and hopefully being like, you are love, you are safe, and you are free with or without money or with or without any other validation or thing that you numb yourself with. Mm-hmm. That's powerful, man. And that's, I mean, you could even go, you know, in the direction of these, you know, following your passion. It's like, I, yeah, I, I think I have like 1800 followers, like 1600 followers. Or something mm-hmm. like that. And I don't need 30,000 followers right now to do this. <laughs> well, because it's like, then do you want 60? Like, when are you going to start like speaking your truth? When are you going to start finally being you? When is it going to matter? Right? Because there's always something. It's like, even if you're Kim Kardashian with who the hell knows, like X amount of million, you know, or The Rock, like hundreds of millions. It's like, okay, then do I finally decide that my voice matters then? Yeah, we wait for the permission slip. We wait for, and and that's honestly what I was doing for so long. I was like, you know what? Like, I'll play it safe for a little while. I'll suppress my voice for a little bit. And then once X, Y, and Z happens, then that will give me the opportunity to finally come out and, you know, say whatever I say and do what I'm passionate about. Yeah, I like that. And I actually do want to add a caveat, like, to like what we just talked about, about like the worst case scenario. Like, to be honest, like, I'm still afraid of that. It doesn't mean like I'm not fearless of like, yeah, sweet. Like, let me show you how I can just, you know, be without a home, live on the street, you know? It's like, of course, I'm still, I don't want that to happen, you know? But it's just imagining, because the likelihood of that happening is close to zero. Um, And again, it's just an exercise to go to that point of truly like, yes, I'm always taken care of. I have been taken care of and I will be taken care of Mm -hmm. because you're here right now. So even someone who grew up in poverty, I'm not saying that that's a good thing that's happened, but in whatever weird way you have been taken care of to get you to this point, you know? And so there's so many different subjective lenses. All you need to do is just change that lens that you're looking through. Yeah. So is that how you, is that how you strengthen your faith and just your trust in something, something larger than you that is also you. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah, because I do believe that that it is me and also something else. Right. So, so is that how you you strengthen your faith? Is just by, you know, just those affirmations and things like that. Yeah. Well, I, it's always continually to be like tested or evolved or, or expanded, whatever you want to say. Um, like always, 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 um, like again, right. Like quitting a job without like having, like, I thought I had a good plan for like income and revenue didn't work out. Right. And so then, but at at the same time, like you trust, like something crazy is like happening for you, even if it doesn't work the way that you think it is, I believe that it's happening better than you could plan for or better than you can imagine. So I think a lot of the, again, we talked about this earlier of like, do you truly believe that you know best? 
is like we don't like we just truly know one percent if that of the possibilities right of same thing of like there's 7.5 billion people in the world have we even talked to all of them to get all of their different perspectives Do we just kind of believe that they're there you know so you have to think there's just so many possibilities that we have no comprehension of um but it still doesn't mean it's not it's not scary so dude i'm always like new projects new like because i don't even like promote like my coaching business i just let people come to me um but that's worked you know and i just i believe and going back to how you asked about affirmations like what i write in my journal every day is i attract the ideal client who who is eager to invest into freedom and transform their life so it's like those people who really need it will find me you know and of course i could expand and maybe make more money and help more people by like promoting and stuff like that um but i just yeah i'm trusting that i'm guided um that it's happening better than like i could plan that doesn't mean i don't plan or i don't attempt and i don't try but it's just i know i just let go as much i just attempt to let go as much as possible and like okay this is even though i don't understand this I'm willing to give this a try and just see where this takes me. That's, and that, that's a, that's a cool affirmation. I have a similar one that, or perhaps it's not similar, um, <laughs> but, but basically it goes like, as long as I follow my passion and commit my life to serving the world with my full cup so serving the world mm -hmm. with my love and my wisdom and my creativity as long as i do that and i'm doing that through my passion i will be supported in every way and then some yes i love so, that because as long as i'm doing that like there is automatically going to be an inner sense of security and happiness Mm-hmm. And then you know my my world will just begin to reflect that. Yeah, and again, dude, like I truly, I've said this earlier, but I believe that, yeah, God, your angels, God's whatever is like trying to give you what you want, or maybe not necessarily what you want, but what's best for you, right? Like more than you want, better than you thought. Um, you just have to be open to that, right? And it's kind of like that trust that you're building of just like, as long as I do this, then like all this will play out. And so I feel you, dude. I love that affirmation. Mm -hmm. um, well, I want to finish with, with one question. I love it, man, dude. This has been, you got me going, dude. Cause like, again, I usually ask all the questions, whether it's in, um, you know, client things with podcasts, and I love asking questions, but it's like a great practice for you to ask me things. And it's interesting almost to be like outside of my body watching my recall. I'm like, oh, I do know lots of shit. You know what I mean? So, like, <laughs> yeah. and so it's fun. I appreciate it, dude. Of course, man. Thank you for being here. So the final question is, what are three teachers or teachings that have helped you the most? Ooh, I like that question, dude three teachers how can i take this or or teaching so it can be a yeah 
a podcast or something that well i think i think well i think like teachers right isn't doesn't i think the initial thought is that it's a person um i'm actually gonna say like experiences are like teachers right um so i mean there's been so many um i think relating back to what we've gone to the biggest teacher so go back to december 2018 so this is a recruiter reached out to me, asked me for a job. I interviewed, they offered it. And now I decided, okay, you know, I've been dating this girl for a year. I've had this job for like seven, eight years in the same company. I'm like in a really good spot. You know, I have this and this and this happening. And, um, and so I did a practice where I literally like called on my angels for the first time where I just said like, all right, angels, like beings, I don't know who you are, what you are if you are, you know what I mean? Like, what is this form you take? And uh, I just said, like, I was driving my, I was driving to work one morning and I just asked, like, I want to know, like, is this job right? Should I take this job? And immediately as I asked that, like, I got seven um, deep waves of chills that I've never experienced before. And they, they were like, legit just straight like whoa like i was almost like connected to something as far as like like full body head to toe they would start then they would stop then they start and stop and i was like okay for sure i know the answer <laughs> which is you know ask a yes or no question and they gave me the yes and um so i went home that night and i think i broke up with my girlfriend that night i think um told my job like the next day or that same day i can't remember um and and then that has let that practice I still use every once in a while. I used this in March, like literally before I rebranded to the fear guy, I was there meditating. And all I asked was like, am I on the right path? And that same thing happened again of where I was just like, again, that yes or no question of like, yes, you're on the right path. And therefore, like, you know, what happened? I rebranded, I signed four new clients, TikTok blew up, like my Instagram audience is more than doubled. Um, I'm I like, and it's not like, yes, I have made a lot more money and I'm also making a lot more impact just because my message is clear and I'm aligned with my purpose. So number one, the a greatest teacher is aligning to whatever that inner divineness or knowing is. So for sure that experience, because that had that dude, just that one experience catapulted me, um, you know, two and a half plus years ago. So that's one. And then also two, um, you've read this book, The Compound Effect, where um, earlier in 2018 is where I started. That was the first book I read. And that literally catapulted me again to even get to that point of like asking for help. So um, like that definitely like changed my life just of like the mindset that I took to approaching life. And then number three, I'm going to, let's see. Number three. This is going to be funny, but I'm going to say Kanye West. So the reason being is because in 2007, right? When his graduation album came out, that's when I started like first dabbling in music. And that just gave me the courage 
and he came out with this book, but it was more of like an art piece, inspirational type of book. And he gave it out on his tour. And I remember I was there watching and in the book, it says, um, believe in your flyness, conquer your shyness. And I've just, um, since I'm on the move, I don't have that open anymore, but I've always had that like on my dresser. And that really did help me. Like even going back to like the rapping in front of people, like literally like believe in your flyness because everyone is, and then conquer your shyness. And so that was just like a mantra for me. And like, he definitely like his music just like, like inspired me and hit that different type of thing. So thank you, Kanye. Thanks. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man, dude. I love, um, I love the first one that you mentioned because I think that that's, it's, e it's, it's easy for the average person to overlook that and to kind of, you know, maybe just brush it off and say like, oh, like I don't believe in that stuff or whatever. But, you know, similarly, I've also had, you know, experiences that are just too, too visceral to yeah. ignore <laughs> and, and to not take that as a sign. So, you know, that's definitely one of my, frequent teachers as well as simply asking for guidance and seeing it in front of me and then kind of having a ton more direction of where I should be going. Yeah, dude. And like, even if it's not like divine, it's like, so it works, you know, like even if it is somehow some psychological, biological thing that we don't know what's happening inside of our brain, like, Hey, it works. So yeah. I'm going to keep doing it. It totally does. Cause like, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. I have no idea what the hell it is to be honest. Yeah. But I mean like, cause like I look at it from like a biological standpoint or psychological, whatever. And I think, okay, like perhaps it's kind of similar to like confirmation bias to some extent mm. where your brain is looking for the sign that it knows it's looking for. And then of course it finds what it's looking for. But I mean, at the same time, like I, I think it, it's much bigger than our biology. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yeah. Cause I mean, think of how many times that you haven't been able to find what you're looking for or you get something better than what you were looking for. You know what I mean? It's like, mm -hmm. yeah, there's other things happening that we don't know, which is fun. Like I'm glad we don't know everything. Yeah, dude. It's, um, it's just like the clarity that you get in those moments of alignment is just because I mean, that's what it is. Like, you know, like we talked earlier about that feeling of trust and that feeling of certainty amidst the chaos. That's the alignment. <laughs> like, I mean, honestly, I'll be completely honest. Um, the other day I had an experience where Yes, there there are things involved that induced that experience. <laughs> uh -huh. But I literally I was taking a shower and I guess I'll just go into the whole story. <laughs> so I decided to get in the shower. I was taking the shower and I like my mind was just running and I I was feeling very good. I felt aligned and I was thinking about how everything is going well. Everything is good. Everything's going in the right direction. And I had my journal out like in my bathroom. It was like sitting on the counter because I was running from the shower to 
the counter to like write things in the journal because oh, I love that. I don't really know why, but like, I mean, I'm just, I guess I'm just like the shower guy where all of my, <laughs> my thoughts come in the shower. And the so, shower guy, dude. The dynamic <laughs> duo, bro. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, you know, I was running back and forth in the shower and the counter, just writing all this shit down. And the bathroom floor is just soaked. I just moved <laughs> yeah. to my apartment. I don't have a rug yet in the bathroom. Were you drying your hands? No. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I was drying my hands, but like, my notebook was like getting soaked yeah from your like, hand and yeah, arm like, it was in one of those states where like i just didn't care i just i just had to write down what i had to write cool. down and i was just in that flow and so dude once i turned the shower off and like i got this huge pile of like probably 10 15 towels threw it on the ground in the bathroom and i just started to wipe it up and as i started to wipe it up i just started to cry like i just cool, I love that. cry because the alignment was so strong to the point mm. where I, I kept saying to myself, I kept saying, it is done. It is done. Mm. It is done. It is done. It is done. It is done. Like everything mm. is done. Like it's <laughs> like, like, like nothing needs to be said. Like I had just seen everything happen exactly as it should have. And I, and I saw, you know, kind of like what you said earlier, like, there is so much more than I can even imagine that it's on its way to me. And it was just one of those moments of alignment. And like, I don't know, I, it was just like, kind of, I guess I was crying just because it was unbelievable. And I was just realizing that, yes, there are all, there's always going to be like the routine and the technicality of me doing all these things and trying to go into this direction, but at the, but at the end of the day, I know that everything is going to be okay and everything is going to be much better than I imagined it to be. Dude, that's beautiful. Good thing you had those towels there to catch your tears, dude. <laughs> I know. <laughs> yeah. But seriously, that is, that is amazing. And I love how you said it is done. Um, is that, is that a Bible thing or some Christian thing? Like it is done. I don't know. I've, I've, I've heard it and read it in certain places before. Um, but yeah, I don't know. It it, yeah. it it just feels like it's like, just like a determined thing. Like I felt like I was tuning in to that part of me that sees yeah. absolutely everything. Yeah. I love that dude. Cause it really is like, it is done. Like it's just that confidence and that trust. Like, yo, like, and I know some people probably won't even get that, you know, but like what it has done is like, yo, it, it just means you're taken care of. It means that like, yo, like, what you're looking for like it's already done you're just not on that timeline yet <laughs> you know and like because we don't even understand time right so a lot of the things is like technically it's already happened right and so even just recognizing that like it is done but dude like that's that's so cool that you already have like those experiences for you to tap into and and feel like seriously like that's really really cool for you to be able to tap in that tap into that you know, I'm, and I'm excited for whatever is done. I'm excited to watch it come out of the oven, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cooking up. It's going to be, it's going to be piping hot. <laughs> so, well, yeah, man. I mean, I really appreciate you coming on the podcast. This was a great conversation and I'd love to have you again at some point. Dude, for sure. Thank you for the wonderful questions. Thank you for your heart, your wisdom, your curiosity. Dude, for real. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been, it's been a privilege. It's been dope. Absolutely, man. I wish you the best of luck and 
Beer is medicine, everyone. That's right. Adios. <laughs> All right. Thank you. See you, man.